0: You brought your Bible so you would go with me to the Book of Psalm. We're going to start off in Psalm chapter 27, reading in verse one. The Book of Psalm is the Old Testament book, nearly right in the middle. Psalm 27, verse one. When you have it, please indicate it with an amen. Praise the Lord. The word of God reads, the Lord is my light and my salvation. I think we can say that part together, can we not? Say, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life. Whom shall I dread? Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for your presence in this place, believing that there is nothing like your presence, that in your presence is the fullness of joy. In your presence, chains become loose and broken. And tonight, we pray that you would open our ears to receive your word tonight, and you would use me as an entrance for your honor, for your glory, once again, to deliver the word to your congregation, whom is ready to receive. We believe all this, and everyone said? Amen. Amen. You may be seated in, in the house of God tonight. Tonight we're going to talk about the theme, the comeback against the triple threat. What's different about the phrase triple threat is that you don't just have one adversary, but you have not two, but then you have three. So tonight we're going to talk about three different adversaries that are up against you, up against to attack your spiritual walk, up against to confront whatever God is trying to do in your life. And the three, the triple threat is the flesh, the world, and then we cannot forget the devil. You see, those three elements, those three elements of this life that we live, they're not ones, they're not ones that we can dodge, but they're all three that we can overcome. And we can overcome them by only one name. What is that name, church? Awesome. We all, we all know that name. But I want you to, I want you to pay, very clear, pay very close attention to this, is that what the enemy has tried to do in your life, God has already prepared a comeback to happen in you. So if 2016, if something was, was holding you down in 2016, and it may still be holding you down right now in 2017, the Lord has already prepared your comeback. Do you want access to your comeback tonight? Then all you need is one thing, church, and everyone, that one thing is faith. Amen. You already knew it. So tonight, we're going to put our faith in action and we're going to see where God has told us in His Word promises for comebacks against these three things. Are you ready? Tell the person next to you, are you ready? All right, here we go. Division one the comeback against the flesh. First, we have to answer this question first what is the flesh? Guys, uh, this is the part of us that does not want to be told what to do. Is that true? <laughs> it's stubborn, it refuses correction, and does not want anything to do with God. Praise God, this flesh will not inherit kingdom, right? But our spirits will. Ren, in case you didn't know about the flesh, the flesh is also very weak. If you think your, fle- if you think your flesh is very strong, let me, let me, let's ask how are our fasts go- go- going within the first couple hours? They're a little tough in the first couple hours, aren't they? The flesh, is, the flesh is a little weak. What are we doing? We're supposed to be eating right about now. Something, uh, something's different. And the flesh does not have dominion over what the spirit wants to do. Even in Matthew chapter 25, verse 41, it says, Keep watching and praying that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The flesh will try its best to overpower you. Using three different types of things, for example. It will use distractions. What are the type of distractions? Have you ever been in prayer? You start in prayer, but then out of nowhere you start thinking about the, everything you have to do that day. Everything you have to do tomorrow. Or who's going to pick up the kids tomorrow. How's the bills going to get paid. And all these distractions are coming into your prayer life because the flesh is trying to stop you from receiving a blessing from God. Every every moment you have to enter into the presence of God, the flesh is going to try its best to overpower you and confu- and confuse your thoughts. Are we supposed to be thinking about? God, right now we're we supposed to be thinking about the, wor- the worry, the worries that we have. Almost like prayer can wait. We need to focus, we need to focus on this. Friend, we do not want to do anything without speaking to God first. Even if times are looking harder than they, than they were five years ago, God is just as much in control of today as he was five years ago. It, consider this. If the God who created creation in six days called all of that to being, how can he not cause a miracle to happen in your life? Is there anything that can stop, that, that can stop God from moving, from, from moving in, in your life? No, God is going to have his way regardless. God is the God where he is not limited to what we think of him. He's not limited to what the world says about him. He is a limitless God, a trustworthy God, not limited to this body. But you know what's awesome about what God did is that one day, one glorious day, Jesus Christ came in the form of a, of an, of a baby child and he lived life. He was, he was holy God and holy man at the very same time. And he did that so he could overcome this life so that you may do the exact same thing. Overcome the power of the flesh. He said in his word, they will overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Can you overcome by that name today? Can you overcome against distractions? Yes, you can, because distractions have no place where God has taken authority in your life. What about this one? This one, this is a tough one. How about emotions? Do emotions sometimes, can they get in our way of receiving from God? Sometimes we can get caught up in an emotional decision and then come emotional repercussions. And then it's this domino effect of a decision we made based on our emotions. May we never be a people to move based on our emotion. May we be always be people moving by what God is saying to us and what we believe according to his word. A lot of the times our emotions are not are not going to agree with the word of God and this can cause the flesh to be very uncomfortable. For for uh, for example, I can tell you this one word and it can and it can and it can send chills down our spine. This word is wait. How many of us enjoy waiting? Yeah, I thought so. Pretty much. Why do we not enjoy waiting? Because if we know we want something, we want it now, right? But, you know, the time that you may feel like you need something from God, God's time for it may be different for you. Who's in better control of your life? You are or God is? God is. God has established everything under the heavens. And Ecclesiastes chapter 3 said that under everything... Everything under the heavens has a season. It has a time. So if you are in a season of waiting right now, friend, let me encourage you with this. God will bless you while you're waiting. If you're waiting for a miracle, he will bless you while you're waiting for it. And you will, and you will realize that the strength you gained while waiting for the miracle, you couldn't have received it. You couldn't have received it at the time that you, that you realized you needed it, but there was a waiting period that you needed. And that's 100% fine because it's God's time. It's God's strength in you. What does the Bible say? Those who wait upon the Lord, he will what? Renew their praise God. We all know that too. And then the third thing, the flesh will try to uh, the, the third, third thing, the flesh will try to come up against you, your past mistakes. Why are you even attempting to go to the place called the house of prayer today? Two years ago you would have never stepped foot in there. We've all heard that voice, have we not? Where the flesh will try to hinder us and say, and say you, if you walk in there, that building is going to burn, kind of thing. Friend, there have been many people that walked that, that walk inside this church, and this church, by the grace of God, is still standing. Amen. Because you know why? Because whenever, whenever Jesus Christ is your foundation, you don't, have to worry, you don't have to worry about the building. We are the church, are we not? Amen. We'd still have church, even, even if this building was here or not. Because why? Because God is, God is the center of our church. So past mistakes... Let me, let, let, me, let me just speak this into your life. Past mistakes, you are broken in Jesus' name. And you have no place in the life of, of the church. Declare that over yourself. Say, past mistakes, you have no authority in my life. That, that is good news for you. Why? Because who ha- at the end of the day, who has the last word? Jesus Christ does. By the power of the cross, he gave you all authority that was given to him. The very best. He gave you his very best. So friend, over past mistakes, emotions, and distractions, confront them and say, in Jesus' name, you are gone. Tomorrow has its own worries. Tomorrow, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but if we are trusting Jesus... Tomorrow is going to be just fine for us. Because what does the Bible say? Today is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. The, the flesh cannot take away my joy whenever my joy is rooted in Jesus Christ. You want to come, you want to come back to flesh, there's two, things, there's two things that you can do about it. The, one of the things you can do to come, to come back against the flesh is that you can, instead of being ruled by your flesh, you can be ruled by the word of God. We depend, on, we depend on the word of God because this is God's holy word. We believe that every word in this is true, every word in it is accurate, and it is active, and it is an active agent in our life. One of the things that I, that I, that I, love, I love about the word of God is that it's timeless. What does that say about God is that he has had a word for every single generation. One of my, fav- one of my favorite verses is that I will not leave you as orphans, but I will come for you. Basically, I, what, I, what, I t- what I take that as is that there may be moments in your life where you feel like you're left all alone. And there's nobody, there, there's nobody there to hear you. Friend, even in your weakest of moments, God is still sitting on his throne. God is still just as powerful as he, as, as he ever was. The cross was enough for your iniquity. The separation between you and God. It always bothered me whenever I would hear ministers say, if Jesus, if Jesus had to go to the cross for you again, he would do it. I don't like that phrase. You know why? Because the cross once was enough. Because if he had to do it twice, that meant the first time wasn't enough. And if the first time wasn't enough, the second time wasn't going to be enough. There are many religions in the world that are still making sacrifices to their God, but they've been in the same place for generation after generation. Praise God, God has been building up the church ever since he started the church. We have what we have because God has blessed us with it, and the flesh will not take that away from us. Second thing, good news, you can come back against the world as well. 1 John chapter 5, verse 5, it said, Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes in Jesus is the Son of God? I've never heard someone try to, uh, try to cast a demon out in the name of Buddha and was successful. I've never heard, any, heard, heard, heard anyone try to do anything in any other name but God that was, came of success generation after generation there's been there's been numerous numerous religions that have come and tried to try to take away the truth that is God and try to replace it with something else friend god doesn't need man's help man need, needs god's help in every aspect in every aspect of our life by no other name except jesus christ in us the hope of glory there's freedom in that name there let me let me explain it let, let, let me explain it to you like this. We've all we've, we've all gone to we've all gone to stores or different or different areas where we've seen that there are statues of different saints out there. Or candles with different printed images of different saints. And we know that people trust and they pray to those things. Same thing, the same thing with other with other statues. Statues, yes friend, they have arms. They cannot touch you. They have eyes, but they cannot see you. They have ears, they cannot hear you. They have feet, but they cannot walk towards you. All those statues may be made of stone, but our God is the living cornerstone whose foundation cannot be broken. Who can break that? Even Satan tried himself. Whenever Jesus Christ was fasting for 40, days, for, for, for 40 days and 40 nights afterwards, he was hungry. And I imagine all of us would joining him in that type of hunger pain. If we were fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. And I'm sure the enemy has, try, has tried to come, come up to you and tried to deceive your voice. Whenever he, came, whenever he came to Jesus, he did this. He said, you, you're hungry. Those stones right there, turn them into bread. And I love Jesus' response. And this is the same response that we should have towards the enemy every time he he tries to break us. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That is good news for you. That means you already have access to overcoming the devil. Why would we even let the father of lies invest time into us? God God has invested freedom into his people. He's invested grace into his people. He explained it in John chapter 1 that it's grace upon grace. It's immeasurable. Immeasurable for who? For your good. For the good of those that he loves. Who does he love? His people. And at the same time, the people that are not sitting here may have no idea who he is. He loves them too. And he loves them so much he's going to send us to go get them, is he not? We've called, we've called Kingsway Church a church, a church with, with an open door. What, is, what, what does that mean? That's a, that, 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 until, until every soul here hear, hears in Beva, we are going to go and spread the message of the gospel to the four corners of this city, to the ends of the earth. Amen. And we will not stop until the mission is complete. May we, never, may we never get tired in waiting for the Lord until we hear the Lord say, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been charged with these past Wednesday nights with the thought, can a man be profitable unto God? Every good gift that God has put into you, use it for his honor and glory so that you may be counted as a good and faithful servant before God. He has called you. It's not a matter of if he called you. He has called you. Put out a mission into your life. You don't have to be behind a pulpit to preach the gospel. I, mean, I was really blessed. I was really blessed by Emmanuel Chano earlier. Whenever he said that, he, that, that his preaching field right now is right out is right at, at the hospital where, where, where he's at, you know, that blessed me because in many places, in many, in many places where people, people fear death, there's still freedom. There's still hope for life. I like we said this flesh will not this flesh will not inherit kingdom, but this spirit will. And until and until I have my last, until I have my last breath breath in my body, may this body go to the grave, praising God. Same thing, same thing, same thing for you. The world may try the world the world may may try may try and confront you with different with different obstacles. But let me tell you. But let me tell you this: you can overcome. You can overcome. Go with me. Go. Go with me in your Bibles, please. Go with me to Revelation chapter twelve, verse eleven, please. Let me ask you a question. Are we serving a dead God? Have we ever served a dead God? Okay, then let our praise be alive in then. Amen. Revelations 12, 11. Look at this. We said this earlier, but I want you, I want you to read it with your own eyes on the off chance you don't, you don't believe me. Revelation 12, verse 11. And they overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb. By who? The blood of the what? Blood of the Lamb. Thank you. Because of the word of their testimony, I could look at every single one of you and every single one of you has a different story. You have a different story about how you were lost one day, but Jesus found you. The world lost track of you, but Jesus found you. You were still on his radar. Ain't it awesome that we are never too far from God? Not even for a moment. He is not a God that he should, close, he should close his ears to man, or he is not a God that he should close his eyes to where he cannot see us. But he is a God who is actively working for your behalf. That's good news for you. Because the third comeback is against the devil. From the very beginning, for those of you, for those of you that don't know, the devil was once an angel. That's why he that's why some people call him a very a very smooth talker because, because he knows he knows exactly what he needs to do. But at the very at the very beginning, his task was leading worship in heaven. But he fell, and he fell like lightning from heaven. Why? Because for, for a moment he thought that this was all about him, and still that thought is synced into his mindset that it's all about him. And he has lost access. God he's lost access to that kingdom to that to that incredible to that incredible presence around him and he is doing his very best to try to stop you from receiving that as well he is out to kill steal and destroy everything that God has blessed you with and he will do everything in his power to rid God's blessing from you even even from even from the very from the very beginning of Scripture, we see he was an acting agent against God's chosen people. Adam walked with God, he not? But then the fall happened, and then we entered entered into this life with what's called a sinful nature, the flesh, into this world full of sin all around us, confronted by this adversary, the devil. Who's out there like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour? And friend, me saying that should not strike fear in every in any in any one of you. That should not strike fear. You know why? Because if you're standing firm on Jesus Christ, you have nothing to worry about. Your faith, if your faith is sure, the enemy, the enemy has nothing on you. And even, and even though. And even though we may, we may, have, never, we, we may have never experienced even, dark, even darker areas of life, the enemy will try his best to tempt you in those dark areas of life. He'll try his best to tempt you in any area of your life because he doesn't want you to receive from God. But what, but, but what, what does it keep saying here in verse 11? But because of the word of their testimony, the word of your testimony, what has God done for you? God has given you freedom. God has given you grace. The enemy can't give it to you and he can't take it away from you. He comes in a very deceiving voice trying to tell you you're not going to make it. You're not going to go to that next level that Kingsbury Church keeps talking about. That's the enemy's voice. But what does the scripture tell us? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens. That's good news for you. Who strengthens me? Even whenever I am weak, God is strong because his strength is limitless for me. And the devil cannot writ that from you. Walk in freedom. When, if you came to the house of God tonight with a heavy burden, cast it down at the feet of Jesus Christ, because he, he will take it and chew his hands, your life into his hands. Friends, and he will watch over you like he's always been. His very best has been given to you. Blessings poured out for you. Grace poured out for you. Strength poured out for you. Because some days, you may not feel like coming to church, huh? You may not feel like getting up. You may not feel like worshiping. You may not feel like lifting up your hands. You may not feel like coming to the altar. But whenever your spirit is thirsty, say whenever your spirit is thirsty and you're sitting in that chair and you hear the voice of God, ain't nothing going to stop you from coming to, to the feet of Jesus Christ. The enemy on his best day cannot stop cannot stop me on my worst day because God is the creator of my days, the hold the holder of them. The enemy ain't got nothing on us, church. Not even not even for a moment. And if you ever for a moment felt like you were being you were being you were being defeated, friend, you can have victory. Victory in one name alone, Jesus Christ. And we, you hear, if, you, if, you, if you're new to Kingsway Church, you're going to hear that name said a lot. Why? Because it's the name, it's the name that, we, that we proclaim. Who is Jesus? He is an open door God. What does that mean? Is that for any moment of any day that you need him, call on him. There is no call waiting for God. There is no sending a message and wondering if he's, if he's going to respond. If you're, waiting, if you're waiting for God to respond, friend, look at his word. He's already responded. It's already ready for you to hear. It's already ready for you to read. If you need victory, the word, the word of God says this. Praise be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's not who will give us, but has given us the victory. Temptation. Tell temptation in your face. I already have victory. Tell sickness. I already have victory. Tell the power of sin. The blood of Jesus is against you. Would you be free from this burden, the burden of sin? There is power in the blood of Jesus. There is power in the blood of the Lamb. No other name. No other freedom. You could go. You could go to you could go to many parts of the world and you can hear you, you can hear about other gods you can hear about other types of freedom you can hear about how about self, about self-help preparations and all that other and, all, and and all those other things but i came to tell you the process the process begins with faith faith in god and in no not even yourself If you're in a storm right now, if you're in an area of weakness, you on your best day cannot get yourself out of it because the flesh is limited in what it can do. But whenever you hand your troubles over to God, even in the dark places, he will be the light shining for you. What did we read in Psalm 27? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Is there anybody? Is there anybody that that that, that we should fear of? What, what can man do to me whenever I'm standing with God? The world, the flesh, and the enemy, they may try and triple threat you, but your comeback is waiting in your faith. So your comeback is waiting in your faith. If you need a comeback, get out there and get it. Wage war with the devil using your faith, believing that God has already hand-delivered to you victory. You know, whenever you, whenever you're stand, whenever you're standing here, whenever you're standing here, and you may not feel like worshiping, worshiping God at all, but then you, but then you start to open your mouth a little bit. Then maybe you start to sing these Bible, these these Bible-based worship songs. Then you start lifting your hands. You start feeling like a little weight lifted off you. The enemy, whenever he's trying to push you back. Push him back. Push him back. Go forward. Go forward in 2017 believing you have victory. Believing you have this strength from God. Brother Josh, would you come, please? God is working on your behalf, church. And he has been for a very long time. Longer longer than you can even calculate. And that's good. That's really good. You know why? Because they're, they're friends of yours, family, uh, family members of yours. Whenever they see you now and see how you used to be, it's like, whoa. What's different about you? What's changing you? You used to be this very different person. And you... You serve God now. Even the enemy will do that to you. Is like, you used to be this completely different person, but you you serve God now. Why do you do that? Friend, we serve God because God is worthy of service. He's worthy of everything we could ever we could ever give him, and then more. And but all God asks you in return for what He's given to you. Is devotion. What am I meaning whenever, 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 whenever I say that is that? We know, we know what we know because God has blessed us with it. We know this freedom because God has given it to us. We've heard God's voice. Even in John 3.16, this is a reality for us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but would have everlasting life. This is truth. This is the truth that we believe. And when you never, you never want to go in this life without knowing that for yourself. That he loved you so much. He gave you his very best. He gave you his son, Jesus Christ, who died on a cross. But that's, friend, that's not where the story ends. Because usually people, people's life story at end, end death. This story of redemption was just beginning. Whenever he died on the cross, for three days he was gone. But then on the third day, he rose again in a glorious victory for humanity. And what happened there, sin, the power of sin was broken. It said, death, where is your sting? Death couldn't hold down our God. Hey, what if death, if death has held down every every other god in this world? Why, what, why would it even have a place against our God, who has been there from the very beginning and who will be there in the very end? The good news, the the good news about if you're in a storm right now, is that you're not. You don't have to die with it. You don't have to die sad. You don't have to die angry. You don't have to die holding on to this pain that was holding you down for so long. But you can receive freedom from that tonight. If someone hurts you, you can receive freedom from that. The word of God says that he is near to the brokenhearted. So if your heart is broken tonight, guess who's the mender of the broken? Jesus is.